Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, December the 3rd edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kirk Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are back for our monthly uh, segment with you. We're glad to be here and we're glad that you've joined us. Uh, before we begin today's uh, uh, segment, uh, we are going, we, I'd like to share some interesting information with you. We we, of course, our, our main platform is Anchor.fm is who we use to broadcast through. And uh, every year at the, at the close of the year, uh, they give us a, an analytical summary of uh, what we've done. It gives us kind of an overview of, of how we're doing on the podcast. And, and we'd just like to share some of that information with you. Uh, we got word couple of days ago that our podcast is in the top 15% of all Christian podcasts shared globally across the entire planet. Uh, In the top 15% of all Christian podcasts shared globally. That's amazing when you think about it. Uh, So we would like to thank our listeners for for sharing in that manner, and we would encourage you to keep doing so. Uh, if you have loved ones abroad or friends abroad, business contacts abroad, uh, please share what we uh, what we're talking about with them. And we we think that that uh, it's important stuff. Uh, we know that you do too, and we appreciate uh, the fact that you pass this along to those you know and love. Uh, so just. Uh, a little bit of information there to share with you. Uh, we, we, we're, we don't want to say we're proud of that, but we are pleased with it. And, uh, and we hope that it continues that way. And with listeners like you, we're sure that it will. Uh, so let's get on with today's segment. Pastor Dick has, uh, has prayed about this and, and uh, decided that today's subject uh, will be part of a booklet that, that he has written. And he's written quite a few, uh, over 20, I believe. Uh, they're Sunday school lesson-sized booklets. Yeah. We're planning to publish them and make them available to the general public here soon. Uh, but one of them is entitled, So Look. Which is not in publication yet. Not in publication yet. But it will be. But it shall be in short order. Uh, so, uh, so look. Uh, interesting title, Pastor. What's it all about? Well, Curtis, um, you know I like to do keyword studies. Yes. Yeah. I do know this. Yeah, and uh, and our keyword for today is look because it appears so many times in the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it, it's a a key word. And uh, uh, we use it in our everyday language. My mother used to use it uh, when she would admonish me. She'd say, now look here, young man. Or she'd say, look at me when I'm talking to you. And, or she'd say, you know, when I was leaving the house as a, as a kid, she'd say, look both ways before you cross the street. And looking is important. So looking is important. Yes, it is. Now, 
I, I want to do a disclaimer right here, Curtis. <laughs> okay. We're talking about the word look, about how the believer's look should be, what, uh, what it should look like, and uh, so forth. And I want I want to know so I want you to know something, audience. If you are if you are physically blind, mm -hmm. uh, we mean we mean no. Uh, we don't intend to insult you uh, or anything like that. We understand that there are a lot of people who can't physically see. But the fact of the matter is, almost every time the Bible uses the word look, it has a spiritual uh, concept. And so, and so uh, I want you to know that right off the bat so that there be no uh, difficulty in your mind. And what are you looking for, Curtis? Uh, looking for my Bible. I think this is Sharon's. Yeah. Oh, it's in the car. Okay. Okay. So you can use that one. Okay. Kurt's looking for his Bible, and uh, he he couldn't find it in on our uh, where we usually keep it. But he's got a substitute. We always keep Bibles all over the house. In this house, we must have uh, 15, 16 but different Bibles and different translations and different study notes and so forth, and uh, so and. Everything we do is going to be scriptural. So let's look at our at our keyword look, um, and uh, and the, and we're going to do it scripturally. I've got a, a list of scriptures and a nicely outlined uh, lesson. All of the keywords uh, regarding look, uh, the word look, begin with the letter P. So because I like to alliterate. And it helps all of us to understand and remember uh, better what we've studied and what we've taught. And so number one, the very first look I find in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 25. And we call that the pondered look, the one that you're supposed to think about. And, and, and we find that in Proverbs, chapter 4 verse 25 and it says this let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee now what is the bible saying there is be careful of how you look where you look um don't look you know as i'm walking i you know i like i don't want to look side to side very much i don't want to look back because, uh, and sometimes uh, uh, I don't want to look down because um, it'll, it'll detract from uh, my direction. It'll, it'll detract from my, uh, uh, from my speed. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll inhibit your progress. And that's exactly what it does. And so the ponder looks at, look right on. Don't look left to right. Don't look back. Look up and straight forward so you can see where you're verses, going. Yeah. Kind yeah. of drive that home. It says, ponder the path of thy feet. That's exactly what it says. And, ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways.
ways be established, turn not to the right nor to the left, and remove thy foot from evil. Isn't that amazing? If you're about to step in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And we all do from time to time. So what that word ponder means is think about it. Yeah. Think about it and do it the right way. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. Look right on. That's the pondered look. The second look I want to talk about is in Isaiah chapter 51. Verse 1. I'll give you time to turn there because Curtis is. Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, verse 1. And we'll call this, mm -hmm. we'll call this the positional look. It says here, hearken to me. Ye that follow after righteousness. See, you can't be righteous unless you're saved, unless you have uh, have uh, taken by faith the righteousness of God uh, into your own soul by, by believing. He says, hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. And then we get to our, to our, the rest of this verse. I love it. It says, look, upon the rock whence she are hewn and to the hole of the pit whence you are digged look to the rock you know jesus is called often in this in the uh, scriptures the rock he's called the rock of offense and uh, several times he's, he's he's referred to as rock and matter of fact um, in my next one of my next booklets on the rock um and it's it's in the works. Uh, we come to a verse that says that rock is Jesus. And so look, this says here, look unto the rock. Could I add one thing, Pastor? You sure may. When you say that you can't be righteous unless you're saved, we want our listeners to understand this is not a self-righteousness. That's exactly right. This is how God views us positionally once we're saved we are justified as righteous in his sight and we become the righteousness of God in him that well, is Jesus Christ we're not imposing a self-righteousness uh, or, or claiming a self-righteousness it's not our viewpoint that's exactly right this that's, is how God views us once we're saved that's right uh, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 I believe Are you there? I'm there. First Corinthians 10, 4. Talking about the Jews in the wilderness. He said, verse 1 says, First Corinthians 10, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Talking about the Jews as they uh, uh, wandered through the desert after escaping from captivity in Egypt. And it says, and all, and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all did eat the same spiritual meat. Well, God had given them manna from heaven. And it says, and all did drink the same spiritual drink. God gave them water, showed them where the water was. They were out in the wilderness. They were hungry and they were thirsty. 
And it says, and all did drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. And so that's the positional rock. If you're saved, you're part of the rock. You are in the rock. Yeah. And so the, that, that, the rock in, in the scripture is Jesus Christ. And we're to look unto the rock. Okay. Number three, the look of perplexity. Oh, let's turn to Luke. Let's turn to Luke. Chapter 2, verse 28. Luke chapter 2, verse 28. Well, I love, I love this one. We call this the look of perplexity. I have it marked in my Bible and forgot where the bookmark was. Luke chapter 2, verse 28. We need to read a couple of verses before that. It says this. Luke chapter. Get to it, dummy. Okay. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. I'm sorry. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. See, I'm not infallible, am I? Nobody is. Okay, Luke chapter 21, talking about the end times and the, and the ruin of uh, Jerusalem. And in verse 25, we'll start reading there. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and, on the, and upon the earth, the distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves were ro are roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth and they are coming folks for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken verse 27 says and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. That's the look of perplexity. We are now experiencing things and this is, uh, this is these things have been happening and are happening and are increasing the things that are mentioned right here in this scripture. So what do we do about that? Look up. One of these days, Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds in the rapture of the church and take all the believers who have died and are alive at that time with him back to heaven. When these things begin to come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. You know, Curtis, I, I, I know this is a, the spiritual look, but there are times when I look up at the, the sky and say, is this it? 
are you coming today? Can't tell you the number of times I've I've literally done that. Yeah, and, and it's good to do that because it's a reminder it that the Bible says, "I will come again and receive you unto myself." That where I am, there you are, there you shall be also. That's right. And so uh, I can't I can't wait for it. It's a uh, for the rapture of the church. Then look at uh, um, the next verse. I've got it here. The next verse is Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. And this is the prohibited look. Oh, we're not only told to look, but we're told where not to look. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Listener, begin reading verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of the love and if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye may like-minded, having the same love, having, uh, ha being of one accord of one mind. Let, you know, that's talking about the unity of believers. Being, uh, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. What? Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You know, brethren, we're supposed to take care of one another. You know, sometimes, and and my Bible says, if you think you're something, when you're nothing, you've deceived yourself. And so that's how we ought to think of ourselves in Christ Jesus, that we are saved and we're no better than anybody else. So you should look on your own things. Have I done it right? Have I rightly divided the word of truth? Have I disseminated the gospel? Um, have I have I gone to church and and not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together? Right, but that's looking on your own things, if, and that's right. That's not. I'm not. Con, well, I shouldn't. I should be concerned about other people, of course, but we ought to make sure that we get it right personally. And that's what the Bible is telling us with the word look. And the same principle as in other places in the gospel where Jesus says, hey, you know, before you try to clear the speck out of your brother's eye, you need to pull the beam out of your own. Eye okay. First. And that's why that's that's yeah. the principle you're talking about. That's right. And by the way, pull your beam out of what? Out of your own eye. Oh, so that your look yeah. can be proper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. You sometimes have to look on your own things to make sure you're proper first. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, while we're in Philippians, while we're in the book of Philippians, I just, I just, I, I've got so much of this stuff and I, I, I want to get it all in there. But let's look at the book of Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, verse 20. I call this the prophetic look, the prophetic look. Are you ready? I'm ready. Philippians chapter 
chapter 3, verse 20. It says, and again, we need to read the verses which lead up to it. It says there, uh, Paul says, I press forward, uh, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. If any, if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk the same rule, let us mind the same thing. But brethren, be ye followers together of me, that's with the Apostle Paul, and mark them which walk so as you, so as you have us for an example. For, are you a good example to other believers to the, or to the lost people? And he says, then he says in parentheses, for many walk of whom I have told you often and, and now tell you um, even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things for our conversation is in heaven. What does the word conversation mean? In our way of life, our special relationship, our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look for the Savior, folks. It could happen any day. Yep, there's a day coming when the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we were to alive and shall be caught up together with him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Folks, look unto the Savior. The next look is in Hebrews. Chapter 5. Excuse me. Chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 28. And again, we need to read the verses that lead up to these key verses. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Let's, let's start with, with uh, verse 24, Curtis. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are fathers of the, of the, of the, tr which are the figures, figures of, of, the the, of the true, but unto heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God. For as uh, for us, for us, uh, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the about, uh, into the holy place every year with the blood of others. See, that's uh, once a year uh, the priest would go into the temple and and, and make an offering, and uh, he said every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once. In the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. 
listen to what he's saying. Christ died once. You know what? A lot of people will take communion in church. And instead of honoring the death of Christ, they spiritually kill him in their minds. Now, we're not to do that. Christ died once for all. And then it says in verse 27 of Hebrews chapter 9, and as it is appointed unto men once to die. How many times did Jesus Christ die? Once. Who did he die for? Everybody. It says there, and so Christ was, un, was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Folks, Jesus Christ is going to come again. He's going to come in the clouds. He's going to rapture the, the church and, and uh, you don't die twice. Now, physically, you could, you, you could die. If you die today and you're saved, uh, you're one of the folks that Christ comes back for. The, the one who died once for you and the ones for many and once for everybody who would believe. For Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time. So look for him. For, yep. Yeah, and so that's what you do. Look, look for him. Uh, uh, that to, and by the way, he's not going to appear to them that look for him. If you're not looking for the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got it all wrong. Perhaps you're not saved. Perhaps you'd better get saved today by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died once for our sins on the cross. He was buried and he rose again, according to the scriptures on the third day. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses one through four. And you and, and I'm not going to read those verses yet today, but I want you to know that that is the perfect description of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died and was buried and he rose again. And now that he's done that and ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of God, making intercession for the saints, now that he's doing that, that's what he's doing. But one day he's going to get up from that seat and he's going to come back for his own. So what? He's going to come for those that look for him. Are you looking for the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. I am. <laughs> yes. I am. And I got to tell you, I can hardly wait. Uh, I may die before he comes, but uh, he's going to come for me even then. I'll be, my, my body will be in the grave. My soul will be in heaven. But my body, I'll, this resurrection uh, at the rapture is a bodily resurrection. We're going to be in heaven, body, soul, and spirit. Right now, those who have died in Christ are with him in soul and spirit. That's right. And there's going to come a day when you'll have a new body. 
Well, I can hardly wait for that. Me too. I'm 82 years old. Uh, and, and you're not there yet, Curtis, but you're getting there. <laughs> and and you hurt more when you fall. And I mean, everything goes to pot. And and then you can and then you go can say to yourself, Lord, would you come take me out? And of course, I always get uh, a message from it. Be patient, you know, yeah, because the I've told you I'm going to come again. Uh, be satisfied with that. Uh, but look for, look for him today. Look for him always. Okay, now. Um, We've got several other looks to go with. We've got, oh, uh, that we've, we've we've had what six looks? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you, I mean, do you want to continue on the next segment? Uh, yeah. Let's let's do that. Okay. Let's, let's close this segment, right. and we'll begin with with number. Uh, what did we just do? Number six. Okay. The, um, the the promised look. All right. Uh, hang with us. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back right away. Okay.